0: We're talking about growing, right? Are not we talking about growing a garden? All right. Well, good morning. You doing well? Yeah. So I didn't get to give my te- uh, camp was amazing. Thank you for sending us. Um, it is different every year, and uh, just really value the opportunity to plant seeds that are going to bear fruit in seasons to come. Um because what happens when those kids come and they receive and whether they've never been in worship like that before, or what they've never heard what they heard before they leave there with something that they didn't come with, and uh, we just pray over that and know that God is going to germinate those seeds that he planted. So um, thank you again for sending us, and uh, God is gracious, and he's faithful, and uh, it was a good time, and we, a co- and we had a coffee, so it was all good, um, <laughs> at least in our room we did, and we had fire alarms at midnight, yes, and the kids were like, why didn't you tell me? The girls were, why didn't you tell us there was a, I don't know, a test, and I was like... I don't know. I, it's not a test, but it wasn't a test. Um it was a it was a test, but but not a function. It was a, it was not a test as you would suppose. Um but it was a great time and we did have a little bit of rain, but you know what? Uh it was it was all good. So We've been talking about um, We've been talking about growing things in our garden, right? What's planted in our garden? What's growing in our garden? We've talked about what kinds of soil are in our garden We talked about the seeds that are being planted And so I'm gonna follow up with that and kind of the title of my message is to have pluck or to be plucked Okay, so so you're just gonna have to go with me on this one because I could have called it bloom where you're planted, but that's kind of boring. So I figured I would spice it up just a little bit. So um, to pluck, to ha- to have pluck or to be plucked. Um, yeah, it's gonna be good. Okay, so I ha- I need to do the disclaimer before I start this. Um, <laughs> because I know someone's, she said, no, uh, Ryan already has his feet up, so he's already got his feet laying on the bench down here, so, um, and Jim followed through last week, so I, I, so, you know, I'm in good company, no, I'm not going to step on your toes, this, this isn't stepping on your toes, but um, I just want to say that there are seasons to everything, Make your head go like this. Okay. So I'm going to be talking about the somethings morning. And what I'm talking about is not about you have to be, you have to bloom right here in destiny forever until you die. That's not what I'm saying. Make your head go like this. Although it may apply, but here's the truth. We often don't bloom where we're planted, whether it's in relationship or at our job or there are lots of places that God plants us. And often we don't bloom because we make different choices. Okay. So we're going to talk about to have pluck or to be plucked. We live in a culture, particularly in the United States, and probably around the world. I'm not sure, but we're, I mean we're here in the United States, so let's talk about us. Um, we live in this culture that really glorifies spiritual risk. And what I mean by that is that if we're not living on the precipice of dying, then we're not really spiritual. And there is this glorification of kind of this Precipice mentality that God always has us and I'm not suggesting that he doesn't challenge us and I'm not suggesting that he doesn't take us out of our comfort zone. That's not what I'm saying, but there's something like it's like if I'm not always ready to fall off a cliff somewhere then I'm really not spiritual and we have created in the church a I'm going to call it a vagabond spirit. Because it's easier to always be going somewhere than staying where we are. Right? So it's, we think the faith is in standing on the precipice. And there is a measure of faith in standing on the precipice. But can I just say to you that it takes equally and if not more faith to bloom where you're planted. It takes pluck. You know what pluck is? courage. It takes stick That's what pluck is. To have pluck, so do you have pluck? Yes. Or are you just being plucked? You know, we pluck ourselves sometimes, but you know, we let the enemy pluck us, and he does this. And we think, look, God just dropped me off a cliff. No, that, that wasn't God. That was actually the enemy. So, bloom where you're planted. This idea of spiritual vagabondness is not new. As a matter of fact, Jeremiah dealt with this a lot with the uh, people of Israel. And the whole message... Of the book of Jeremiah really has to do with this idea of having pluck and not being plucked up ahead of your time to bloom where you're planted. If you were to read the book of Jeremiah, kind of put on your bloom where you're planted glasses, and you'll see that Jeremiah was admonishing the people of Israel to bloom where they were. So we're going to start in Jeremiah chapter 29 because we all love that chapter, don't we? Chapter I can 29:11. What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that that's verse 11. So how about if we get a little context to verse 11? So when we get a little context, I'll show you where the plot comes in. So Jeremiah wrote a letter from Jerusalem to the elders and the priests and the prophets and to all the people who had been exiled to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. This was the king after Jehoiakim, the queen mother, the court officials, the other officials of Judah, and all the craftsmen and the artisans had been deported from Jerusalem. He sent the letter with e- Elisha son of Shaphan and Jeremiah son of Hilkiah when they went to Babylon as King Zedekiah's ambassador to Nebuchadnezzar. This is what Jeremiah's letter said. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so they can have many grandchildren. Multiply, do not dwindle away, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord, for its welfare will determine your welfare. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Do not let your prophets and fortune tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon trick you. Do not listen to their dreams, because they are telling you, you lies in my name, and I have not sent them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. Then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen, and if you look for me wholeheartedly, you'll find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity, and I will release your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you, and I will bring you home into your own land. Bloom where you're planted. Do you have pluck or are you being plucked? So the backdrop of this story is the children of Israel had made some choices that were you know they had a few consequences and part of those consequences was that God took them out of their homeland and he transplanted them to the place of Babylon so they were in exile right and so here's what happened they took they took like normal people and they got they, they took them to Babylon but who got left behind They left behind, there's a reason for this, they left behind the leaders, the artisans, the craftsmen, the the important people got to stay and the other people got to go, okay? Can I just say to you, uh, we like to be with the leaders. Nothing wrong with being with the leaders. We like to be with people we're like, right? But there's a reason they left him there. They left him there because when they took the people to Babylon, they actually wanted them to seed into Babylon. Because. Leaders are leaders, and lead, that's what leaders do. Leaders lead, right? So if they took the leaders, if they took everybody to Babylon, it would be just like this transplanting of the whole thing. But that's not what happened. You see, they Babylon smart. Nebuchadnezzar smart. He's like, well, if I leave the leaders behind and I just bring the people over here, then I can I can actually shape and form them the way I want them to be, right? Does, make, does that make sense? I understand what I'm saying? Okay. I'm just gonna make the statement about leaders. We all like to be like at home where it's comfortable with the leaders because that's where the momentum and the life is right yeah sort of but what if that's that's not where God's calling you to bloom you can get information and you can rub shoulders with them and there's encouragement and admonishment that comes to them but you know what sometimes we hang around in the safe places rather than let God put us where he wants us to be Because you know what, it doesn't take quite as much courage or pluck to be among people that are like us, or people that are strong, or people that are already doing something. You know where the pluck comes in? When you find yourself in a place that you aren't sure about. That's the place that God can actually raise you up as a leader. Okay. Ryan already has his legs up. His feet are already up. <laughs> it's easy to be in the middle of the action where the momentum is but being alone in a foreign place with none of your creature comforts requires pluck you see here's the thing God actually is calling us to pioneer and pioneering is actually being on the precipice of something new but here's the thing about pioneers they, 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 they go places, and do you know why you pioneer something? You pioneer something because you want to create a space for someone else to come and follow behind you. That, that's why you pioneer. Pioneers don't just, I mean, can you imagine going west just for the heck of it? Uh, no. I mean, who wouldn't choose to stay in New York City with all the creature comforts? why in the world would someone choose to pioneer well maybe that's because that's god's asking them to pioneer but you know when they pioneered they settled and they stayed and they survived and it wasn't easy but they had pluck talking about having pluck we're talking about being planted we're talking about pioneering you see there is a season to pioneer but then there's a season to settle and when you settle you stick it out for the long haul because see you don't know that you don't know what's gonna happen when you're pioneering you don't know whether the weather is gonna be good or bad you don't know whether you're gonna live or die you don't know whether someone's gonna come steal you don't know any of those things it's all the unknowns I think that's called faith It's called having pluck. It's about being planted where God wants you to be. It's about blooming in the place that he's called you to pioneer. There's always pioneering to be done. I don't care if you've been somewhere for five minutes or five years or 50 years. There's always something new that God is doing. Are you willing to partner with him and pioneer in that place? that's the question and that's really what jeremiah was talking about to these children of israel his word to them was listen i know you got you got you got displaced and you're over here in babylon and i know i know it doesn't seem like the best pioneering opportunity ever It feels awful, but here's the word to you. Quit pining for being back over there, which it wasn't all that great anyways, and quit waiting for something wonderful to happen in the future. How about if you live in the present? That was the word to Jeremiah. You know what? You need to bloom where you're planted. I know you got plucked up over here, and I know you got put down over here, but what are you going to do about it? And the people, the children, of it, I mean, they were just, they were like, oh, whiny, whiny. Oh, if we could just go back. I can't wait to go back. When are we going to get to go back? You know, here's what God said. He said, you're going to be there for 70 years. He already told you when you're going to get to go back. 70 years. So you can decide. Either you're going to bloom or you're planted or you're going to whine for 70 years. So Jeremiah was like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to whine here for 70 years. We're actually going to partner with God and do what he asked us to do. And so he said to them, here's what you need to do. You need to build homes and plant and plan to stay. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens. Eat the food. Have children. Find spouses. Have grandchildren. Multiply. And here's the thing. Work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to it, for the welfare of the city will determine your welfare." You see why it's really important to bloom where you're planted? Because the success of all of that depends on how you handle right where you are. Yeah, it's good. You see, our lives are like a plant. So there's, there's more. T- I mean, we could just quit there, right? We're not going to, but we could. <laughs> See, our lives are like a plant. And God has designed us to be fruitful. John 15, verses 5 through 7 says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown in the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home with you, then you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened and act upon. This is how my father shows who he is. When you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples, when you produce much fruit, you're my true disciples. And this brings glory to the father. So we got this kind of backdrop, backdrop of Jeremiah speaking to the children of Israel. They got plucked up and they've been planted right here. And he's saying you need to bloom where you're planted. So we're like a plant, but here's what we do. So we're this little plant here, right? Isn't this nice? And it comes in this nice little pot. You see this little starter pot here? See that? Do you ever buy these plants? Yeah, see the starter pot? It's in a starter pot, right? Starter pots are like the optimum environment to get a plant started. Starter pot, yeah, right? So you put a little soil in there, and you put some seeds in there. And usually we do this in the springtime, right? So it's freezing cold outside, so they couldn't survive outside. So we make these cute little pots, and we put these little plants. Isn't this nice? It looks so healthy. Isn't that wonderful? Right? So you and I are just like this plant, and God puts us in a little starter pot because he wants us to be healthy. So he puts us in this little pot, but here's the thing, you were never, we like, we, we're not designed to stay in this pot. You, you do know that, right? Right, so we don't, we're not just, but the thing about this pot, it's very safe. And it's very portable isn't that what we're talking about? We're talking about blue it's we're talking about going where God wants us to go, following his voice, right? So if I'm in the starter pot, guess what? I can go wherever God wants me to go cuz I'm in a starter pot, I'm very mobile. You see, we mistake the starter pot as the ultimate environment for embarking on God risks. After all, we're small, compact and transportable. But often we choose this as our destination. And when we choose this as our destination, we destined ourselves to smallness. You see, we think this makes us really big. Because I can go anywhere. i got my suitcase packed. It's under the bed. Because you just never know when God's going to. And so look at me. I'm ready, Jesus. And we do need to be. Please hear me. We need to be ready to go. Right? And I did say, I did start this with a disclaimer. There are seasons for everything. But the truth is, even if it's my season to go, if I'm still in a starter pot, I've already diminished my opportunities to be fruitful if we stay in the starter pot we're like the children of Israel excuse me we're like the children of Israel who went to Babylon but kept themselves all in their little starter pot if I can just if I just wait long enough I'm gonna get back home if I just wait long enough Okay. What's your mandate for today? That's what you need to be focused on. Not where you've been, not where you're going. What are you doing today? Here's the thing, you can rationalize it all you want and justify your path of error, but you might find out that you took the road to destruction if you stay in your starter pot. in this era of the overemphasis of risk-taking, it's really easy to choose this. But can I say to you that this actually isn't your best choice? Because this choice will choose you to cause bondage over destiny every time. This choice right here, it will, keep you from investing in fields that you need to invest in. And the return that God wants to have in your life, you won't get it. So here's the thing, sometimes, we're we're pretty smart, (laughs) anyway. We take our little, sometimes, we take this little starter pot right here. Look at this! I planted myself! (laughs) Did I? It looks like I'm planted. Looks like I got soil all on it. It looks like I've jettisoned my starter pot for a bigger place, but I'd be lying. Because here's the thing, at any moment, I need to be ready to jettison this place. Because this pot, this pot might not be big enough for me. This pot might not be with people that I really like. This pot, you fill in the blank. Matthew, chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Sorry, I got hair in my mouth. If you think that simply hopping into the Jordan will cleanse you, then you are sorely mistaken. Your life must bear the fruits of turning toward righteousness. Nor are you correct if you think that being descended from Abraham is enough to make you holy and right with God. Yes, the children of Abraham are God's chosen children, but God can adopt his daughters and son, anyone he likes. He can turn these stones into sons if he wants to. Here's the thing. I can get myself in a pot, but I'm just biding my time. Again, I- I'm not just talking about church. I'm talking about life. You know, we can keep the starter pot of our life in relationships, at work, you n- in any aspect of our life. We can choose the starter pot. And we can even put ourselves in places, and it looks like we're fully engaged, but we're not. Because our heart is guarded. And our investment is measured. Now, I'm not suggesting that you, give your, you just give all of your everything everywhere. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, there's only so much fruit you can bear in this cup. And I don't care if you put yourself in a pot and you look really good from the outside. And you know what? Most people won't even know. They'll think, look at that. They're, so, they're planted. Don't they look so good and healthy? Sure. Sure. But just hopping into the Jordan will cleanse you. And if you think that's going to, that, do you think that's all it takes? If, if you think it just takes hopping in a pot to make you planted, and you're mistaken our bodies are in the room but our heart is not engaged we look at this any at any opportunity sometimes we can do this it's a step to another step sure I'm, I'm sort of planted I'm planted here long enough until I get what I need so that I can go somewhere else because that's the point of this, right? I'm, I'm a risk taker, and I'm just following Jesus. And Jesus is always moving me somewhere, because that's just what Jesus does. Well, he does move us around. Again, please hear me. There are seasons for everything, and we're going to get there. Because there actually is a season for you to be transplanted, but it comes with some fruitfulness. All right? So here we go. So here's the thing. Things aren't going so great, and I decide I need a parachute. And so, you know, God's just leading me on, is he? Anyway, um, so we hop out of this pot and we think, I know what I need. I need I need a bigger pot. Look at this big pot. Look at the pot, I mean, isn't it big? I'm in a really big pot. Here, there's a problem with this pot. Can, can, you, have you figured it out? Can't see you. He got buried, but it's a big pot. It's really big. It's a really good opportunity. Can't you see how great this opportunity is? It's big. I'm with a big group. I'm with. I'm with. I'm the. I'm big stuff. I'm with big people. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing big things. I know you can't see me, but I'm doing really big things. I'm, I'm, re- I'm big stuff. Are you? Here's what happens when we jump into a big pot. We kinda get buried. Because you know what, there are other people in this pot who actually are planted and the soil of their lives covers us over. And we get buried on the bottom, thinking we're in a big pot doing big things when really we're just covered over in the bottom of another pot. And you know what happens then? We get really frustrated. I can't believe they don't see who I am. Aren't I important and valuable? I mean, I'm in a big pot. I came here to be in the big pot because I saw what God was doing. And I'm here. And we get really frustrated because nobody sees us. Well, hello. You really weren't planning on being planted there either. You just went to catch the momentum of what was going on. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You know the reason we choose there's a reason that we choose the big pot. Because in this pot, I can still be seen, right? So in this pot, people can see me, and they get to know me, and they either like me or they don't like me, and I like you, and you don't. It's because I can be seen in this pot, right? So there is a reason, and I understand there are seasons and times that we, we are we're, we, we, get, we get a little uncomfortable with everybody being able to see us. And they realize after a while that, you know, we're actually not producing a whole lot of fruit because we never jettisoned our little starter pot. So we're just like the starter pot in the pot, but we're not really doing anything okay so we hop out of that into the big pot then we get frustrated because nobody sees us but we're really not in the pot to be in the pot we're just in the pot because that's where things are going on and so what happens and the reason we do this is because this pot looks so much more stable and secure than that pot i mean look i can knock that pot over But this pot, I mean, it's not going anywhere. It offers me something I can't get in this little pot. So, back to Jeremiah. Here's the thing. They were there, and then they get a chance. You're saying I got a chance. They get a chance to go to Egypt. Ooh, You know what Egypt was? It was a big pot. It offered economic security. Everything was secure. It wasn't like Babylon. It was Egypt. It would look so good. And I could go to Egypt and you know what? There's no chaos in Egypt. Everything's calm in Egypt. There's no war in Egypt. Like everything is like so nice in Egypt because Egypt, Egypt is the place to be, baby. But we kind of, we do pray about it, because the the people said, well, Jeremiah, would you go pray to your God and ask him whether we should stay or go to Egypt? I mean, go pray. So Jeremiah comes back and he says, "Um, here's what the Lord says. If you will still remain in the land, then I will build you and not pull you down. I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I, will re- I relent concerning the disaster that I brought upon you. But, you know, being the wise people that they were, um, they totally ignored Jeremiah and God. And guess where they went? That's kind of what happened in Egypt, actually. They went to Egypt... And they fell out of their pot. <laughs> no, really, they went to Egypt looking for safety and security. And what they found in Egypt was war and pillage and an awful scenario. So not only did they lose the safety, but some of them lost their lives. Because you see, when we choose this, they didn't choose God's way. They choose their own way because it looked better. You see, timing is everything. Plants take time. Back in that passage in John, it says that you would have fruit and that your fruit would what? Remain. You know, there's some fruit that will grow in this little pot here. But if I want this plant to actually become who God created it to be, I'm going to have to take the risk of removing the starter pot and putting it in soil to put down roots. You see, the planting of our lives takes time. And that's what the children of Israel, I mean, they know they had 70 years, but you know, who really wants to wait 70 years? Can't we just get this on? Can't we just hurry this up, God? Can't we just be like, can't this be like McDonald's plant growing season? It takes time to bloom where you're planted. It takes pluck. It's so much easier to be plucked up and moved around than it is to have pluck. It's hard to have courage. It's hard to stick it out. I understand. I have a a little picture in my room that says, Let's run away to a beautiful place. (laughs) It would be so much easier in a beautiful place. What if you are in a beautiful place? What if I am in a beautiful place? What if God is calling me to muster something that I haven't had before because he wants to do something that he's never done before? And I can choose. I can choose if I want to partner with him or not. Here's the thing. (laughs) one more last analogy we need to be planted but I can actually be planted in this pot you know that right so I can get out in the garden and dig a hole and just plop this right down in there I can put some dirt I'm in the right spot I've been officially planted I've got the soil around me really have you At every stage, we have the choice whether we're going to jettison our idea and our way and our thinking for God's. Because it says, in, when I read it, it says that he puts people in the body the way he wills. He puts you in a family that... that you're there for a reason. He puts you in the job that you have. He put you in relationships because there's a reason that you're there. God is not haphazard about anything. He doesn't just throw you around somewhere. He doesn't just, that's that's not how God is. That's not how God treats us. He doesn't just jettison us as soon as, he's not looking for a reason to get rid of you. As a matter of fact, God has planted himself right beside you and he is absolutely not going anywhere. So even if we do hop in a big pot and get covered over and maybe get a little, get our feathers a little ruffled and get a little disgusted because people don't really see us for who we are and we get, get our feelings hurt and we get offended. You know what? He's still in the pot with us because that's when Holy Spirit's going like, do you think maybe the reason you feel this way is because you, you might've, you might've transplanted yourself out of season. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) If I am always allowing myself to pluck, be plucked when things don't happen as soon as I would like, I actually stunt my own growth. I fail to produce fruit and I miss the mark of my assignment. You know what, if we're hopping around, we can't blame anyone but ourselves. You know, it's not the leader's fault. It's It's not your boss's fault. It's not your mom's fault. It's not your dad's fault. It's not your brother's fault. It's not society's fault. It's not the fault of anyone but ourselves. Jeremiah said, plant, grow, reproduce, leave a deposit. And here's the thing. Jeremiah 29:11 Is still Jeremiah 29:11 For I know the plans I have for you to give you a future and hope to make you successful in whatever I send you to do You see that all of this doesn't in any way negate the truth of God's word for you and I. His intention is always, has been and always will be that you follow his plans and that you succeed. But it takes time. You know that thing that, like, it takes time. Psalm 1 says this, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. And they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. We got to be planted. But here's the thing. I can plant this in my garden and I can stunt my growth. Or... I can actually choose to leap off the precipice of faith and be planted. See all that stuff on the bottom? Those are called roots. Y'all know that, right? (laughs) But these roots need space to be enlarged. You and I, we have roots. God wants our roots to go down deep. He wants our roots to have a place to receive the nutrition and all the value that comes from the soil that we're in. It takes faith to do that. Because here's the thing. If I actually give up my little safety pot and I plant myself, guess what? I am subject to everything going on around me in the garden that I've been planted. You see, there might be plants around me who are dying. I, I can't rip them up because I'm 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 actually planted, and my roots are in the ground. And so I I can't just jump up. I mean, I can maybe lean over and speak sweetly to them, right? But I just can't jettison if like if, if things are if things are like kind of dying. I like I I, I I'm kind of stuck. So what do I do then? actually be the light and the life where I am. Even if everyone else is dying around me, guess what? I'm going to live. I'm going to look just like Jesus right where I am. If I'm at work and I'm the only one, everyone else is dying, guess what? I'm going to be as green and healthy and fruitful as possible. You know what? The garden that you're in doesn't really determine who you are. It just determines where you are. You see, we think it depends, and it does depend where you are. I mean, have good friends. That's, that's biblical. I get that. But you know what? We feel like, well, look at this. They're, they're in, ooh, they, they make me look bad. How about you make them look good? It's not about, it's much about where you are, but who you are. Really interesting thing about the redwood trees, their roots, they all intertwine under the ground. Do you know why they do that? So that when the wind comes, they all stand. When you get planted and your roots are going down deep and they are mingling with the plants around you, there is a strength that becomes forged in that place that you can't have in a starter pot. See, my roots aren't connected with anything here. The little bit of soil I got around me, that's me and Jesus, right? We're all good. Me and Jesus, we're good. You are. He's not going to leave you. But that's, that's not how he made you to stay. Your life was meant to be mingled and intertwined with other people. Because there's a strength that you're going to get in, that, in your roots intertwining with someone else's that you can't get just like this. It's real easy to push that over but if that's in my garden outside it's not going to tip over in fact I gotta yank it up out of the ground and depending on how long it's been there it's really hard to get it out That's how God intends us to be. There ought to be a strength coming from the place that you're planted that you can't get anywhere else. So go ahead, take your starter pot off and let your roots go down deep. When you're planted, you naturally reproduce. I have some uh, this is a perennial actually bought it at Kroger this morning a perennial you know perennial means it's gonna come up next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that right right okay I have some perennials in my in my yard and the thing about them is after a while they kind of take over I have some hostas back there and I'm telling you every year I got to go out and dig them out because they just like keep taking over why because you and I were designed when we're planted where we're supposed to be planted we actually reproduce what a novel idea. Yeah. Isn't that what Jesus said? When you, I want you to be fruitful and what? Make disciples. What is making disciples all about? It's about reproducing the life of God that you have in someone else. Amen. And when I'm planted, guess what I have the opportunity to do? I actually get the opportunity to reproduce in a way that's powerful and things just start taking over. Not because I'm necessarily trying. I'm not like, ooh, if I could just take five more inches next year. That's not what they're thinking. They just, like, it's just a cycle, right? So they they bloom, and then these seeds come out, and then the seeds fall down, and then next year I come out, and there's this much more. And then there's this much more. Why? Because that's the power of reproduction and you and I were created to be reproducers of reproducers who reproduce Amen. because you reproduce and the plant next to you then they reproduce and it keeps on going and that's that's the beauty of who God made us to be everything God made reproduces right the garden it it's made it's giving it's it, it keeps uh, it Reproduces. It keeps going. It doesn't end. It's forever and ever and ever. Right? The things of the kingdom are forever and ever and ever. So when you're planted, the, to suggest—and let me just say this—you know—to suggest that God is going to be, just—he's just haphazardly, if we're planted somewhere, he's just going to. Every other something, he's just picking us up. He's transplanting us. Again, I'm not saying it doesn't transplant. I'm just saying if he really wants you to be fruitful, guess what? He's not going to be yanking you up out of things every other day. If his intention for your life is to be fruitful, guess what? He's going to leave you long enough to be fruitful. Uh, What would it benefit him? If just at the point you were going to produce fruit, he yanked up and moved to somewhere else, then you got to start all over. You know, you know when you transplant a plant, it, 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 it takes time. It has to reseed into its environment. It's and it, it probably will wilt a little bit. And if it did have fruit, it, it's it's probably not going to be as good as it would have been if it would have just stayed where it was and finished its cycle. You know what we want to do though is we want to pick the fruit early because it looks so good right we just think if we just pick the fruit have you ever eaten fruit that's picked too early it tastes nasty God is not going to pick the fruit of your life early he's not going to haphazardly move you from place to place to place to place he's going to put you somewhere so that you can be fruitful and he's going to develop in you some pluck so that you can stick it out. It's called faith. It's, it's easy to jump around. That, that actually doesn't take that much faith. Let's be honest. It doesn't take that much faith. It doesn't take, really doesn't take that much faith to stay in a starter pot. I got ultimate portability. I am in charge, baby. Is that faith? It's called self-reliance. Again, I am not saying, please hear me, that God never moves us, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that we have embraced this idea of spiritual spirituality that's always on the go. And what if that's not God's heart at all for us? Because there are actually times that God transplants us. But in the time that God transplants us, if I've been planted and I've already been reproducing, guess what? When he removes me from the ground, I'm super healthy. And I can withstand the trauma of being moved to a new place. But not only that he takes me up and he moves me somewhere else gets what's left behind All of the little plants around me that were reproduced while I was there So you see I've left behind a deposit So again, I'm not saying that God will never transplant us, but what I am saying is that he does it with intentionality And you and I, if we're willing to be planted, we get to leave behind something so amazing because we've reproduced ourselves. We've reproduced him in everyone around us. And then we leave the garden healthier. And you know what? Kind of the place that we leave, it's, it's barren, For but you know what happens? Whenever you pull something up, other things actually begin to fill in because that's how God designed it to be. So the question is, you can put your feet back down. <laughs> I'm so sorry, no I'm not. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you know, we all need to be challenged. because yes. Because it's, it's far too easy to take the easy road. These days, I I hate to tell you this, but I don't think there's actually going to be an easy road. And I think in these days, if we're actually not planted, we have a higher chance of dying than ever before. Because in these days, we're going to need the support and the strength of the root systems that are around us more than ever before. And we can choose... (laughs) we can choose this. And there was a day, you know, we can choose this and it was really okay. This is not that day. If we want the welfare of our city to be good, we're going to have to plant ourselves. That was what Jerome, that's what the word of the Lord was to those people. You know what? If you, if you want it to go well with you, then you better make sure it's going well in the place that you are. If we want it to go well in the United States of America, then we better be planting ourselves in a way that we're actually making a difference for the kingdom's sake. The day of hopping around in a starter pot, following the whims of revival, are over. And I'm not saying God's not doing amazing things. And I'm not saying you shouldn't go visit. But it's one thing to go visit. It's another thing to pull your plant up and try to go plant yourself somewhere else. What if you went to the revival and brought it back and shared it with the garden that you were in? What if you went and got refreshed and refilled and got in revelation and then you came back and said, I can't wait to tell you what God is doing. This is the most amazing thing. And those, you know, those little plants that were beside you and they're kind of going like this. All of a sudden they're like. Really? It can happen here? Yeah, why not? Why can't we see God do it in our garden? Of course he can. We think we got to, no, we got to bring it back. Bloom where you're planted. Get a little pluck. Get a little courage. Build a little faith. Don't let yourself be plucked up by every little wing, wind of this and that and the other thing. No. We're going to bloom where we're planted, Lord. That's what we're going to do. So the question is, well, here we go. Let me finish with this. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Philippians 1, verse 11. So the question is, are you running around in your starter pot? You know, maybe some of your parts of your life are planted, but other pots, parts, you got your starter pot. You know, because we can be planted in one place and starter pot in another. So the question is, Holy Spirit, are there any areas of my life that I'm actually holding on to my starter pot? Are there any places that you look good, but you're not really engaged? Are there any places that you've chosen to hide because you think it's safe, but you're super frustrated, but it's really safe? Where is God planting you? Are you willing to bloom where you're planted? Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Lord, we thank you that you're challenging us to actually step up into a new place and to a new level where we've never been before. This is actually, you're actually challenging us to do something that maybe some of us have never done before. We've lived our whole life in a starter pot. We lived our whole life frustrated because we can't produce fruit. We lived our whole life thinking that we were fully engaged when we were just pretending. We were pretend we were being pretend plants in a pot. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you today. We invite you to come and to challenge us. We invite you to show us and uncover and reveal for us those places in our lives that we have relied on the safety and security of the starter pot. And we just give you permission today, Lord, to unpack us from that place. Lord, if there's been trauma in our lives, if there have been things that have happened to us, and there are always reasons, I thank you, Lord, that you're coming to heal us today so that all of those reasons fade away. Because we can trust you with our lives in your hand. We can trust you to put us where you want us to be. Lord, we just ask that you'd reveal to us, Holy Spirit, come and show us places that we've only given part of our heart, that we haven't actually invested ourselves We've guarded ourselves because we don't want to guard ourselves, Lord. Not in your hand, not to you. Lord, do we just repent for thinking it's everyone else's fault that nobody sees us? We just repent for blaming other people for our inability to produce fruit. We even... Repent for blaming you, God, that we're not producing fruit. That we gotta wait. It's that seventy years. But you said, God, yeah, there's a time for everything. Everything in its season. So we just repent, Lord, for for looking outside of ourselves for a reason and a cause. And Lord, we just say to you, we want to be planted where you want us to be planted. We want to stay in the garden where you have us. We want you to cause courage and pluck to be one of our defining characteristics. We are not soft, we are not sissies, (laughs) we are strong. We are rooted, we are planted, and we are producing fruit. We are like the tree planted by the streams of water, and we are bearing fruit in every season. The leaves of our lives bring healing to the nations. So we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And we just pray that it would go well in our city, in our region, in our state, and in our nation because we're here. So, Lord, we want to partner with you that things would go well. As we go well, it will go well. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you, Lord. So just hang out right there. This is, this is, a, this is a pivotal message I can't tell you how it's broken my heart to hear young couples say I don't know if I want to bring a child into this world because of the stuff that's going on it's a total misunderstanding of the kingdom of God complete upside-down thinking no now's the time you need to release your seed into the earth. Yeah. Yes. This is a pivotal message. I don't know what's stirring in you. I can tell you, my heart is, I'm, there's a growl going, on. there's a destiny growl happening on the inside of me. There are things that are going on in our world now that have caused us to do this. It's, it's this, pot we don't recognize it but we're walking through life go, doing this trying to get to tomorrow and here's how i just just so grateful for for what you have shared don this is how i feel like the lord spoke to me as i was sitting down listening to her. if you're ready to come out of agreement, being conformed with this world, out of an agreement with this mentality of the small pot, I'm surrounded, I'm encased, so I'm protected, and I'm just going to get where I'm going. If you're ready to come out of agreement with that and invest in the garden that you have been called to to be planted in, maybe it's the church here, maybe it is the church. Maybe it's the workplace that you are, that the job that you have right now, it's not always to get somewhere better. Maybe it's there where you really need to get out of this plastic pot, say, I'm going to, Lord, I'm, I'm going to partner with you. I don't know what that means. It's a big risk because I, I feel like I might be risking having to stay here a long time if I really get out of the pot and let my roots go where they need to go so that I can be really fruitful here, Lord. Maybe that's the risk. I don't know what your pot is. I don't know what your garden is. But if you're ready to come out of agreement with the conforming power that's right now constricting life out of the church and out of believers, say, keeping us small, if you're ready to come out of agreement with that and invest, fully invest, be fully present where you are right now in your life, I want you to stand to your feet. I'm out of the pot, Lord. I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize that I've been, I've been constricted. I've been conformed. I've been, there's been this noose put around my heart and my neck, Lord. Like I didn't even realize, Lord, that I've been holding my breath, walking through life. Not anymore, Lord. Not anymore. Lord, we just, we just agree with what you have said to us today. And we position ourselves as planting the planting of the Lord in the earth. We are the planting of the Lord in the earth. We're not restricted. We're not constricted. We are fruitful, and we will multiply. We are healthy. We're God's well-watered garden, and he planted us exactly where, Lord, you have planted us exactly where you want us. And until you say it's time to move, we're not moving, God. This is our town. I, I'm, I'm reminded of the prophet who said, this is my Beulah land. God, we call Lexington, Kentucky, our Beulah land. We're married to this land. This is our land, God. We thank you for Lexington. We thank you for the bluegrass. We thank you for where you've called us to be. And maybe if you're listening on live stream and you're not, you're not in Lexington. Or maybe you're in one of those actual transition points where, that Pastor Don was talking about. There are seasons and times when God moves us on. Where's your Beulah land? Where are you called to? Lord, we thank you that we're coming out of the conforming, constricting, thought and breath stealing atmosphere of the world. And we're going to stand proud in the garden, unashamed and naked, potless. Come on. And I'm not referring to, to, to not smoking weed. <laughs> you hear me. Lord, we're committing to you to live without our pot, protecting us in the soil, keeping us clean-edged so we can move at any time. No, actually, we invite you, Lord, to take the pot off of our lives so that we can be fully engaged in this garden that you've planted us in. Fully engaged in the marketplace. There are people there that need to know you, Lord. There are plants in the jobs where you have planted us. There are people that are dying. They're withering away. And you planted us there to bring life to them. We're going to stay planted, Lord. There are people in this church that need what you carry. (laughs) What she said about the city, what the Lord said to Jeremiah about the city, if you don't engage, it's going to be at their cost. It's the same right here in this church. It's the same right here. I'll tell you the good plans that the Lord has for us. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. we can say it all day long. We're going to talk at that family meeting about vision. We can talk vision every Sunday from now until Jesus comes. And it will never happen unless you and I get out of our starter plants pots and actually be planted. Just a thought. No, it's more than that. It's a God thought. So we... Give you permission, Lord, to remove those starter pots and to plant us firmly into the garden that you've called us to live in, whether it's here in this church or another church, for those who are guests who are listening via live stream or in the building, or whether it's in government or in education or in the workplace, wherever that might be. Wow. See, what if the kingdom is exactly the way Jesus told us it was? It's a seed that grows and grows and grows until it takes over the whole earth. Because it was planted. Thank you, Lord for planting us. And now, Lord, we decree over this people that they will have the full resource of the soil that you've planted them in. They'll not lack in strength or in grace or in uh, resource. They're not going to lack because now that there's a starter pot, that plastic is not limiting them any longer. Their roots have access, full access to the miracle grow that's in the soil that you planted them in, Lord. So they're going to flourish. They're going to flourish. Their plant is going to be strong, and they will be fruitful, Lord. I thank you for fruitfulness in a supernatural way. God, and I thank you that even though it is about timing, it doesn't take a lot of time. Because you said, Lord, what, what would take years used to take years is only going to take months. And what used to take months is only going to take days. God, I thank you that your multiplication in our lives is supernatural. And so we latch on to, and I just decree, God, health to our gardens in Jesus' name. Thank you that we are becoming that well-watered garden. Yeah. And from our fruit, the nations will come and eat to their healing. To their wholeness, I thank you God, that you are planting us for a brand new season. Thank you, Lord. Anything else? out of the mouth of the prophet babe here? Whoa Whoa. I, my toes are sore. I don't know about yours, but my my toes are—they're just—I got a little soreness happening here. Uh, clean up on aisle seven. Clean up on aisle seven. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for being part of this church, being here today, if you're here live and those who are with us on the live stream, we value who you are and what God has put you on the planet to do. And it's our, it's our pleasure to partner with him in your life, whatever that looks like. If you, before you go, if you need prayer for anything, if there's uh, healing that you need in your body, come, uh, have, we'd love to pray over you and release the kingdom of God, healing into your body. Uh, Uh, There's a team that will come and pray for you, but um, if you are going to be part or would like to be part of the outreach, I'm going to ask you to meet Ryan and I right up here. It's just going to take about three or four minutes. We're going to give you some information and uh, let you know how that's going to go down, but we want to know who's interested in coming to that. Also, uh, boy... uh, the baptisms, if you are want to, interested in baptism, please sign up today, because if we, if we need to postpone it, we're glad to do that. I know we've had several that have already been baptized, or just over the last couple of weeks. Isn't that ironic? We finally get something in place, and then some that have already been waiting had opportunity, and they're already, I, I just saw a video of, of uh, it's awesome, so it's wonderful. But we will postpone that if we don't need to have it uh, this coming Sunday. So please, if you are interested, either call me or, or uh, please sign up for that. There's also on your way out please be sure to stop by in the conference room we're just we want to bless it's your last Sunday isn't it it's your last Sunday. Would you just come up here really quick yeah. just come on really quick really quick wow. really quick that's not really quick no <laughs> Listen these. this is this is wow wow Now you're going to make me cry don't do that don't you're going to I <laughs> you were hoping a would? After that message, I would. <laughs> oh, oh. No, 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 no! See, that's what this this is. These are they This is a great living example of the message. Right? The Lord, there there are real seasons of time when God moves us, and this is just. Uh, we're, we're grateful for this season we've had with you. We're so grateful. To know you and I, i'll tell you what i told them that, that you know they're they're not getting rid of me it's just not happening i, I have zoom <laughs> and i am not afraid to use it i'm just telling you after covid i am definitely not afraid to use my zoom but um just we're going to celebrate them in the back uh, in the conference room they have a wonderful setup back there and uh, their wedding is uh, going to be in Michigan about six hours seven hours away something like that and uh we know that uh uh, you know it's just it is what it is they're here now they're part of us now and we wanted to give you an opportunity to bless them in their marriage they're getting married august 20 21st. 21st august 21st um so if you'd like to to leave them a gift you're welcome to do that there's a there's a um what do they call it, a money tree or something back there. And, but we're just going to celebrate with them, so we invite you to, to, to go back in the conference room, love on them a little bit, but we're going to pray for them as we end our service as we close today. Father, it's our privilege to lay hands on this couple, and thank you for the time that you have allowed them to be planted and grow in our garden. Yes, 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 yes. And the honest truth is we've been, we've been changed because they're here and they've been with us. They've walked with us, Lord. What you put in them has produced things in us. And we're so grateful for it, Lord. But we also know that as they are transplanted in this new season of their lives, they're carrying part of our soil with them. <laughs> and, we, and we're humbled and honored, Lord, that you have intertwined our roots together. And as a church, as a family, we bless you, Seth and Elva. We, we send you, in fact. We release the blessing of this house, the apostolic and the prophetic anointing over your lives. We release it upon you. And we release that anointing and we activate it even to greater levels as you make this transition and the steps in front of you may not be clear and the walk may not be fully established under your feet until you step out. But God, we thank you that you would stir those, that apostolic anointing, that prophetic anointing in their lives so they would always be quick to hear, easily hear your voice. This is the way. Walk in it. Thank you, Father, for releasing that connection, that connectivity, that that family, God, that anointing for relationship that's on this house, God, we just, again, we thank you for, we call it into existence, into into being where they're they're moving, Lord, in Arizona. We call strategic, powerful relationships toward them, Lord, that they would find uh, those Safe places, those safe people, those powerful people, the soil and the plants that you have intended to be around them in this next season. God, we call them to them, toward them. Thank you for the flow of relationship that is moving toward them in this season. It's just our our privilege to send them to bless them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. We love you. Have a great day.